you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Hey, everybody. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Are you uh, as trepidatious about this brave new world as I am? I must say that I am um, taking it day by day. One of my clients said, Betsy, when can you come back into our homes? When can you install our furniture? When can you hang our curtains? When can your handyman come to assemble all of our pieces? And my answer is, I don't know. And this is a client that is across the country in California. And that is a different environment than we're living in in New York. Everybody, every county even, is in a different sort of place with this pandemic. And I must say, I'm living day to day. So when this client from California really, you know, put the press on me and said, Betsy, when can you do it? When will you be allowed in buildings in New York City? When will the doorman let you in to start doing this stuff? Uh, my answer is I don't know. My answer is I may not know until a few days before. I may not even feel comfortable when it is lifted to do that. I mean, I sure hope that I will, but... Every day seems to bring about new developments, and certainly some developments are not even pandemic-related. Uh, as you know, this, um, this situation in our country with the unrest, with the racism, with the protests, I mean, the protests are inspiring, and yet it's so sad that we're dealing with these same issues time and time again. Uh, this is not my forte. I am not a political leader. I am not a public speaker. I don't have eloquent things to say about this, except that the whole situation is devastating. And I feel somewhat powerless to help, especially being in quarantine here in a hot spot. Um, so the only way I know to help is financially. And even though as a small business, we are being squeezed very tightly right now, our business is down 70 to 75%, which is pretty devastating in and of itself. The only way I know to help right now is financially. That's all I have to give. When I'm not designing and podcasting, I'm homeschooling. I'm helping my family to stay afloat. And that's all I have to give right now. So um, join me, if you'd like, in giving uh, all the month of June 
Affordable Interior Design will be donating 10% of its revenue to Together Rising, which is an amazing charitable organization that finds local organizations where uprisings or um, problems are happening, and it reaches out to those smaller local organizations to help them, to fund them. And it's an organization that I've um, supported for a few years now, and I really love them, and they always do the right thing in tough situations. And that's why we've decided to give to them. So whether you become a premium member this month, whether you decide to join the academy this month and become an interior designer using our patented method, whether you decide to work with us virtually and redesign one of your rooms, either myself or one of my designers would be happy to help, 10% of that will go directly to Together Rising, the charitable organization that will hopefully um, be a beacon during this time and speak a little bit more loudly than my words can, but this is an action I can do. I hope you're doing what you can do. Sometimes that just means taking care of you. Um, So hopefully you are taking care of you, wearing a mask, washing your hands, maybe taking a soothing bath or dancing to music. I just found this amazing song. Guys, okay, okay. Maybe I'll pull it up for you even though I've got my – okay, I'm just going to pull it up really quickly because I was reading the newspaper the other day and somebody mentioned this song and I had never heard of it before. And now my kids and I cannot stop dancing to it. And it is the one thing that has brought me so much joy. I realized the other day I was homeschooling. And I watched the Cuomo um, update. I watch his daily updates. And it was really focused on George Floyd. And, you know, I was feeling so um, unable to help and so hopeless and so angry. And when the news conference was over, I didn't know what to do, right? And I had to go homeschool my kids. I had to get in a better frame of mind when I really just wanted to curl up in a ball. And... um, And so I'm going to play this song for you just a little bit, just a little bit, because I know what my um, podcast producer is thinking. She's like, you can't play too much of that song um, because of rights. I get that. I get that. But here we go. Just a little bit. And if you don't know that song, you better go listen to it, download it on your favorite whatever, buy the MP3. Uh, Diana Ross, It's My House and I Live Here. I have been rocking out to that. It has been bringing me life during these dark times. Um, Hopefully you have a favorite song. Feel free to write me and let me know what it is because I need more music to dance to. I After that Cuomo thing, I brought my kids into the room. They had been doing online learning and I said, kids... Let's just have a five-minute dance party so mommy can reset and we can have some fun, and then we'll get back into fractions. All right, let's get back into the mailbag now. My first question comes from Renee. Renee writes, hi, Betsy. Thanks for keeping this podcast going. It is great to listen to something that is not news. Would you lend your thoughts on kids' betting? My three-year-old girl moved to a twin bed, and I'd like to give her an update. She's using my worn-out sheets from college. I had in my head a coral pink duvet, but it seems like coral pink duvets are not super common or super cheap. I want it to match her baby quilt, and I also want it to match the rest of the house. White would be easy, but I'm undecided if that would look good after some wear. What is practical and cute? Any thoughts on a printed sheet versus plain sheets? Thanks, Renee. 
So Renee, if you've read my book, if you've been a listener of my podcast for years, you know that I think there is nothing better than white sheets, or at least I used to think that. And then I had a designer at my firm, Rachel, and Rachel's a gosh darn delight, and I love my designers because while we adapt to our clients' aesthetics, each one brings their own history, their own flavor, their own artistry to each project. And one thing that Rachel was really adamant about, one thing that she just loved, were patterned sheets. And she loved layering that pattern, that texture, that color with a duvet or with a blanket that maybe had a different pattern, texture, or color. And then layering that in an upholstered bed that maybe added another color and had some artwork. And then Rachel also Boy, did she love her decorative pillows. So she found a way to add even more patterns and textures there. It really inspired me, and I must say that reviewing my designer's projects and looking at their work constantly feeds me creatively and gives me new ideas on how to design for my clients. And ever since she used pattern sheets on every gosh darn project, um... I have really come around. I love pattern sheets. And now I only have one white sheet set for my master. All the rest are patterns, different patterns. And I must say that has been a real problem during this pandemic because I do not have the patience to match my sheet sets. So it is giving me agita that like my pillowcases have a different pattern than my sheet set. But in this time, I have decided to let that go, and I just don't look at it. So that is the one downfall of doing a highly patterned set is that the patterns, you know, you have to wash them all at the same time. Now, uh, especially for kids' rooms, I almost never do solids. And the reason I almost never do solids is because if they're anything like my kids, they sleep with a marker without putting it on the cap or putting the cap on, excuse me, or they draw on their bed, or, you know, they're playing slime in their bed, and of course there's a big stain. I love patterned sheets. Oh, also, sometimes my kids get nosebleeds when it's too dry in the winter. I just think patterned sheets hide a multitude of sins, and they can be more fun. My kids love the patterned sheets. Um, So anyway, uh... Yeah, yeah. I just had an anecdote come into my head, Renee, and I am feeling very unfiltered today. I have been having some dance parties. I am just loosened up. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for what I learned the other night? The other night I was tucking my son in, and when I tuck him in, I like to lay in bed next to him, not only because I myself am tired after a day of working, homeschooling, parenting, but also it's nice to be on eye level with him, right? Not sitting above him. We can really connect. So I was laying on his bed, on his Star Wars sheets, and I looked next to me and there was this big smear. And it was a booger. And I said, son, I'll try not to use his name, you know, for anonymity. Because <laughs> if he listens to this in 10 years, he's going to be really mad. I said, son, is this a booger? Because it was shiny and dry. And I was like, I think that's a booger. He's like, yeah, I wipe my boogers under my pillow. What? He has a Kleenex box right there in his nightstand. And my nine-year-old son is wiping all of his boogers under his pillow. So Han Solo has like this dewy glow. And no, the sheet set has not been, you know, anyway, whatever. Uh, I couldn't believe it. So then, then he says, do you know what else I do, mom? And I'm like, no, I don't. And he showed me the tag on his comforter. 
and he takes the tag from his comforter and he clears out his earwax with it. I was like, what? That is the most disgusting thing. You know, we have Q-tips. I will help him. That's not something he should be doing on his own. I will help him clean his ears. It's one of my favorite things to do is groom my son. And uh, so I was totally skeeved out. I'm going to go right home and cut off the tag to his comforter. Uh, I washed his pillowcase and told him immediately that was not a thing. Anyway, all of this stuff I never saw because of the highly patterned bedding. Uh, So maybe it's a bad thing, come to think of it. Anyway, sorry for that TMI, guys. Sorry for that TMI. Um, Let's go back to your coral pink. Coral pink is a color that was actually quite popular um, last year even. Last summer it was all the rage. But you have to think outside the Crayola box. You can't just call a color what you would call it. When you're Googling, when you're searching, you can look up coral pink. You can also look up like pale orange. You can also look up salmon. You could also look up just coral. You could look up peach. So think outside the box because not every store calls it the same thing. I do this all the time with teal. I was just doing it last night for a client where I wanted to find a teal poof. But when I typed in teal poof, I was not finding what I was looking for. So instead I typed in aqua poof. Instead I typed in turquoise poof. And all of a sudden I found many more options, even though it's the same color idea. I want you to do the same thing for coral. Even though that I do feel that coral is slightly more mature, there's just not a lot of options for coral in Kidland. And so for Kidland, you may want to go with something that's a bit more ubiquitous. Uh, I'm totally open to pattern. You want to base it off of something like an inspiration piece that's either a rug or a piece of artwork because kids' bedding changes out so often, much, much more than my master bedding because um, not only are they harder on their sheets in terms of jumping on their bed, coloring on their bed, but also their tastes change. And I'm constantly changing out the inspiration piece in my son's room. One day he's into Pokemon, started out as Thomas the Train, went to Pokemon, went to Star Wars, Star Wars got scary, we went back to Pokemon, and now he's telling me he wants Roblox. So, you know, who can keep up? But I really like um, refreshing the bedding as a brand new element in those rooms. So go ahead with the printed. For my daughter, I use like a geometric printed versus characters. My son is really into characters, whereas my daughter is more just into color and rainbows and unicorns, but not so much like branded characters. So I do for her like dotted sheets, chevron sheets, um, things like that. All right, let me move to our next question. And this time, I promise, I'm not going to talk about boogers or earwax. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to a 
affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. My next question comes from Chelsea. Chelsea writes, Hi, Betsy. I hope you're well during this quarantine period. I was hoping you could help me with my not-so-colorful master bedroom. Although it's a small bedroom to begin with, sadly, it's the biggest one in my house. The two-word phrase I've chosen for my master is sophisticated, cozy, minimalist. In bed, LOL. Cozy minimalist. Does that count? Yes, it does. It does. It's got one style word and one feeling word. The style being minimalist, the feeling being cozy. I love it. And then, of course, we make it a three-word phrase now with sophisticated. Uh, And you'll get the in-bed LOL joke if you've read my book. You won't want to miss it. All right, you continue. Recently, I moved my bed diagonally in the corner of the room, mostly because I was bored. But hey, it only cost me time, right? I know in your book you said you usually don't do this because the nightstands look awkward, and they do, but I'm thinking that this might be my best option due to the window, door, and outlet placements. I used to have my bed in front of a window. I know that's a no-no for feng shui, and I don't have a proper headboard yet, so that really was not helping. Do you see a better layout for this room I'm missing? Right now, I really don't mind the diagonal bed layout. But I think it makes the room look more visually appealing. However, I do want to solve that glaring gap behind my bed. All right, let me just stop right there. Exactly. So that's what happens when you put a bed on a diagonal is not only do you have an awkward amount of space on either side for the nightstands, but also you have this big triangle behind the headboard of negative space, space that's just lost. Now, either you're using a very wide angle lens or this is a king bed. And with a king bed, I can't really think of a circumstance where I would put this on a diagonal because if you think about a triangle, it's going to be a really big triangular void back there, right? If it was a queen, if it was a twin, that triangle would be much smaller because the bed is much less wide. I am not opposed to putting a bed in front of a window. I think it can make a lot of sense. You can solve the feng shui issues with crystals, with other remedies, but I do not think it's an automatic no-no to put a bed under a window. I do it all the time. I'm doing it right now for a space in DC and it's the only option for the bed that makes sense and I'm going to make it beautiful. I'm going to install some drapery that will really, you know, make the whole thing be a big wow. In fact, when I do put a bed under a window, I try and center it under that window or center it between two windows. Also, when I'm centering it under a window, I will put window treatments on either side of the window. In other words, drapes or curtains. I will put those on either side of the window so that they almost become as wide as the bed, if not wider, depending on the width of the window. That way, you've not got this skinny window above this really fat bed. And it plumps up your windows and adds that additional color, pattern, texture to your walls. I certainly think that is something that you could do here. I'm only just glimpsing these photos, so I can't tell you because, of course, I love to do my due diligence. But 
you know, you do have a couple of viable walls for this bed. You have the wall where the TV is on that has no windows. Have you ever tried it there? Or maybe there's not enough space. If not, why don't you try it in front of the window that's opposite the closet door? Because, of course, you don't want the closet door to be opening and hitting a nightstand. Uh, But I think trying it there could make a lot of sense as long as it doesn't obstruct the entry door opening and closing. And then just really fill out that window with some beautiful drapes, a long rod, mimic that exact same look on the other window that doesn't have the bed. That way you'll give the room balance, you'll make a really bold statement, and then Google some feng shui remedies to help offset the fact that you feel uneasy about your feng shui now. There's crystals you can put under the bed, there's mirrors you can install. I myself am not a feng shui remedy expert, not a feng shui expert at all, even though I love to dabble and have taken many online courses, read many books. Um, So I know enough to be dangerous, and I don't think that this is too dangerous dangerous. All right, let me go on to the rest of your question. You write, personally, I really like the look of upholstered bed frames, but I'm afraid it won't give me the contrast I need in here. By the way, did I mention I painted the trim in the room white? I'm keeping the doors wood though. I thought that might mitigate the nightstand situation with circular nightstands or even triangular ones if I can find them. Do you have thoughts on the bed or the bed frame? Well, I have immediate thoughts on this trim. If you're going to paint the trim around the doors white, if you're going to paint the window trim white, you need to paint the doors white too. I think it looks really weird to keep the doors a wood tone. And I would paint both sides of the doors the wood tone, not just keeping one side white and one side wood. It is something that you want to consider because it is not easy to undo. So once you have committed to that, you really need to commit. And it doesn't sound like you've gone all the way with that. You absolutely must get a headboard. Now, a bed typically has so much wood, whether it's the wood dresser, typically nightstands are wood, and... um, I like to mitigate all that wood by doing an upholstered bed. Now, you have a lot of fabric in here or texture, textile with this rug, right? You have wall-to-wall carpeting that appears to be beige. So I wouldn't bring in a gray headboard just because I don't always like to mix gray and beige. Typically, I'll stay in one world or the other. I'll stay in the land of grays or the land of beiges for my neutral foundation and then build off of that with my Roy G. Bibb 6030. 10. I'm going to suggest that you either do a darker beige than the carpeting for your headboard, or you could do a cream. That would be really nice too. And I think that that would work really well with the beige. But a headboard is a must. All right, you have another paragraph here. Let's see what it says. I have attached a photo of my inspiration art for the room, which I'd like to put on the empty wall by the entrance door. I was thinking about getting a 30 by 40 size, which is pretty large, but I don't want a gallery wall. I'm just waiting until I can justify buying it with this coronavirus going on. Well, there's a lot of sales right now, so even though we're all feeling that financial crunch, it can be a really nice time to take advantage of sales and... As many of you have read, some of my favorite stores are going out of business permanently. JCPenney, my favorite place for drapes, bath towels, shower curtains, and bath mats is gone. They're having liquidation sales. Pier 1, 
Another one of my favorite places for drapes. They also had beautiful mirrors, great tabletop. Ugh, I'm a little bit devastated about Pier 1. Their inventory is is really dwindled down to nothing right now. So now is the time if you see something you want to get it because I'm worried about these retailers. Anyway, you continue. I thought it would be nice to add an area rug to add color. There's carpeting on the floor. However, I'd be careful to pick one that I won't trip on. Let me just stop you right there. It's very hard to layer rugs on carpeting. And this carpeting, from what I can see, is quite plush. I would not want you to do that. I think that's going to be a problem. And I think it's going to be strange to use rug tape to adhere one rug to another. I think you just shouldn't do a rug on top of a rug. Yeah, not my favorite thing. I don't do it unless there's some really good reason to. There was a really good reason the other day for a client in Long Island. She had all these stains on her cream carpeting from the previous owner's dog's feet. I guess they had muddy feet and it would be right on the carpet and there was this trail. You could see this pathway that the dogs always ran. And so she wanted to put a runner rug over that. And I told her, I thought it was super dubious, you know, that carpeting was plush. This rug is not going to sit still. But in that case, she was willing to take the chance. But, you know, it'd have to be something egregious like that. Anyway, you continue. Personally, I thought this blue rug would look nice as my 60% color, or maybe getting blue curtains is a better idea. Maybe the green could be the 30% and the pink could be the 10%. I live with my boyfriend, so I don't think I could get away with any more than 10% of that pink. Otherwise, I certainly would. Anyway, I just want to bounce ideas off of you and make sure I'm headed in the right direction with my color scheme and my art. Hope you and your family are happy and healthy. Thank you. All right, well, I've got everything right here, Chelsea, and I love your inspiration piece. It's from Minted, which is a site I really love, which supports small artists and has an amazing selection of sophisticated pieces. You can get the prints and canvas framed. Oh, I love the options, even though I feel it's a little pricey. I am loving this piece that you chose. It's Take a Break by Jess Franks. And it's this beautiful landscape that has evergreens and some rocks. And I just love this particular landscape because normally they're so blue and green and maybe there's some sunset colors. But here there are a variety of tones which are just really exciting. You have so many colors to pick from. I like that you've gone for the blue as a 60% the green is fine even though it's quite a dark shade um i think i would avoid the pink altogether i'm open to the pink fine you could do the pink i'm feeling like your boyfriend i'm not loving this particular pink because while there's several tones it is kind of a mauvey pink like a dusty rose which i don't have an aversion to but i think i might go more for these oranges that could be a really fun pop with the blue there's many directions you could go and I'm just giving you a little bit of advice, but you'll want to work out your 60-30-10 now, now that I have crushed your rug dreams because I absolutely do not think you should be doing a rug. So now you'll want to focus on the textiles being the drapes and the bedding. Those two places can make a big, bold statement for you and then you'll layer in your accents and things like that to round out your 60-30-10. Chelsea, I hope that helped. 
Again, I love to help, and this is the way I know how to help best at this time by sharing with you and answering your questions and making your sheltering in place time a little bit more tolerable. I know it can be hard to be stuck at home, and I, for one, am making constant home improvements. I just carved out some um, music nooks for my kids. I cleaned out my shed, and I'm turning it into a playhouse. I mean, I'm just constantly tinkering around the house because I I mean, I'm there all the time. Uh, And so if you have questions about your house, if you're tinkering and feeling a little bit stuck, please do not hesitate to send them to info at affordableinteriordesign.com. And if you'd like to help in a larger way, well, certainly you can join us in donating to Together Rising. Uh, You can learn more about them online. And you can also Donate to Together Rising by hiring affordable interior design in the month of June because we're giving 10% of all of our revenue to that amazing charitable organization during this really tough time. And whether you choose to join the Academy, work with us virtually, become a premium member, or order my book online, all of those ways will contribute to Together Rising and um, hopefully help the world become a better place. Because isn't that what we're all here for? Just to make things a little bit better. All right. On that note, everybody, stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. um, Give yourself some grace. Give your family some grace. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, You're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.